Second and victory. Welcome back to another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. Hope you guys are doing all right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, we have been told that when we don't do a podcast, the Titans lose. So we were like, you know, we have to, to bring some good vibes, some good juju into the Titans world right now. So we're back with another episode. Uh, I'm always joined by my two co-hosts, my, my good friends, Brett Bachelor, Chris Carter. What's up, fellas? What's up, How are we doing? Great. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked. We've all been busy. Um, baby, we'd be Collins. remiss if we didn't, I would say, didn't I say, mention. Yeah, we we are not as busy as you are. You got to bring the name now. <laughs> there are two dads. Yeah, two dads on this podcast. <laughs> That's right. So she's finally here, man. It was it was great. Uh, awesome experience. Uh, she's she's already growing. Uh, so it's it's really cool to watch, and I'm excited, man. It's it's a it's gonna be a great experience for myself and my wife and our family. So. Um, but enough of me. Let's talk about our feelings and our sorrows these last couple of weeks. Um, I guess days too, because it was a good, good couple. I mean, Jags game. We all enjoyed that, but uh, it was the next game. And so, um, our boy Obi John Kenobi on Twitter uh, told us, "Hey, you know, I, I see a trend with you guys. When when there's no podcast, the Titans lose." And I think he's kind of right if you go back and look at you know the data and the history. So. Uh, we appreciate you calling us out. So we're back uh, with another episode. But uh, yeah, guys, Sunday sucked. That was, not, <laughs> that was not enjoyable. The second half. I mean, two. I guess two and a half quarters were were, were yeah. decent, and then it, they just fell off. It was uh, it was not fun. You're right. Uh, that last quarter and a half was stressful. Uh, it was disappointing, uh, and it was just frustrating across the board. Uh, just really dumb mistakes, lack of lack of ball control and, and things like that. And then the refs got into, you know, it got their their two cents in the game a little bit and it was just frustrating. Right. Uh it was weird too, man, because after that first half, it was kind of weird. So I don't know if I text it to y'all or somebody else, but I, I mentioned that the first half was just decent. But in my mind, it was decent enough to where the Titans wouldn't have to worry about the second half because the Steelers' offense is no good. You're up by 10 points. I was like, okay, if the Titans put up 10 more points in the second half, they'll win 20 to 12, 20 to 13. It's a win. You'll move on. Then you get ready for Thursday night. But just like like Chris said, the second half just completely changed versus the first half. I think when they got that that field goal to make it 13, I, I really said a touchdown there, would I think, would have won the game. Yeah. Um, I know they ended up scoring, you know, 19, but, I mean – that was given to them by turnovers. Um, and the defense still stopped them. Um, it, I, I tweeted there's a few positives from Sunday, and one of them being obviously the defense. They played incredible and did about all they could. only thing they probably didn't do well was create a turnover of some sort. And they could – they should have. Uh, but, no, there was a roughing the passer call on Jeffrey Simmons. A dumb one. That should not have been called. Um, I, I almost want to say – just side note, I feel like with with the way league sports are going out of the NBA, you can challenge fouls. I feel like the NFL should go about go that route as well. And challenge yeah, I'm, ho- 
I'm hoping with Vrabel on the on the competition committee um, yeah. that that those sort of plays you know get a second look. Um, I mean, it's it's one thing to say you know a defend, defender has to control his body, but whenever that defender is being shoved in the back, like momentum can only go so many ways, you know. And and Jeff's a big guy, obviously, uh, and it, it really didn't look like he was falling in a way that was controlled. Uh, so. Uh, for him, for him to to be able to get out of that situation, I don't know how he would do it. Uh, I mean, that's it, it, as the as the current rule stands, that's going to have to be a, a penalty every time, and it, it doesn't make sense that that's a penalty. Not at all. I mean, again, the defense looked really good. Um, running backs over two hundred yards to get on the ground. I can't really say there's any wide receivers that did anything worth a damn. Tight ends either. Um, I mean, they just they just shot themselves in the foot so many times. I mean, three turnovers on three straight possessions. And you can almost argue every game except the Cardinals game, they lost because of self-inflicted ones. 100%. I, I, I really believe that. And I, you you sound like such a, such a homer when I say that. But if you just go back and watch the game, the Jets game, the um, – Texans game, the Patriots game, and, and that score looked a lot worse than what the actual game was. Towards the end, they, they kind of blew it open. But the Titans had so many chances to tie it or go up in that Patriots game. Yeah. They just couldn't because of turnovers. So, even – I mean, Sunday against the Steelers. Uh, Titans outgained them in almost every single metric, possession, yards. Uh, only thing that they got beat in was truly turnovers, which led to the score. So – they have to clean that up. And again, you know, there's three games left and you're facing now Thursday against one of the better teams to lead that create that can create turnovers in the 49ers. Um, they took a break against the Jags. They don't have any against the Jags, but I mean, here you go again with having another four turnover game and it's just, you're not going to be able to win a whole lot of games doing that. AJ Brown's almost going to, I mean, I know he's not guaranteed to play on Thursday, but he's almost going to have to play. Sure. On Thursday, if you if you want some sort of threat, because you don't have a like you, like you said, you don't have a cross middle with a tight end. You have some good pass catching backs, but the the fumble, the fumble. I, I don't know how to word it, but the fumble issue is a problem. If that makes sense. I, I know that's kind of uh, repetitive, but uh, but I mean it, it is. It's a problem, and then it affects everything else. And then like you said, D, I mean Debo Samuel is a wide receiver that is turned into a I don't some sort of running back. Like a, he's a stud right now, kind of like Cordero Patterson in Atlanta. Yeah. So you're gonna have to find a way to stop there. The Titans, I mean, it's it's a good matchup. They're they're playing San Francisco at a tough time because San Francisco has really found themselves in a good groove. And then again with Miami the next week after that for the Titans. But uh, like you said, it's gonna they're gonna have to find something on offense. The I, the rushing is not a problem. It's the passing, but that's because you have nothing there to take the ball over the top off the defense. I was I was happy to see they took a little a few more deep shots Sunday. And they didn't complete any, but they they it happened at least. Like I was happy. Nick to see Westbrook's the was a dagger. Yeah, I was happy to see the camera go from this side to the other side. Just, <laughs> that was I was ecstatic. The about ball that. goes out of the frame. Exactly. Um, but just happy to see a few more shots downfield. And I don't know if that was by design, by doubting, or just that that's how it happened. Um, I'm gonna go with that. That's just how it happened, unfortunately, because I don't know uh, if I think Downing would do that. I wish they would take a page out the uh, Colts playbook and just hope for a DPI on every single possession. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy with that. Throw for 50 but, yards and win the game. Going back I to 
I'll go ahead, Chris. I, real quick, because you were just talking about downing. Uh, I think that dude's doing an excellent job on calling run plays. Uh, the the run, run plays, yes. The the Russian offense is is really great right now, uh, especially with you know having to run a three back system uh, to make up for the loss of Derek and and all that. He's got to take better advantage of of that through play action and those sort of things to try to get some of these deep balls off. Uh, obviously, the guys have to catch them. Like NWI had to have made that catch. There was no reason that he didn't. Uh, he just lack of concentration there, but. Um, he has to, he has to start opening up the offense in that way a little bit more because that's just gonna I mean that's just gonna create even more opportunity for the running game. So, Titans held the ball for thirty nine minutes and eight seconds. They outgained us. It was three eighteen to one sixty eight. Uh, completed forty four percent of their third downs and had ten more first downs than the Steelers, and still lost the game. And that's not the first time that's happened this season. That's the sad part. That's insane. Yeah. They held the Steelers point, to less than 200 yards and still lost. At one point, the Titans had 198 rushing yards to the Steelers 37. Yeah. It's just unreal that they, they, they let that game slip through their hands because you, you had a firm grasp on the one seed. And now, I mean, it would have just been nice to have a, a – there's a lot of games left. Don't get me wrong. That was not the – End all be all. At the end of the season, you got the one seed, but you had a you had a you know a good grip on it, and um, been another week to, to rest and get guys healthy again. Another week for Derek to get healthy, and it's just there's it's it's still possible if you guys go play with the like myself. I did today the ESPN uh, playoff machine. I do it all the time, but um, it's possible. I mean, let's be honest. The, the Chiefs, uh, both Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey in the COVID sure. protocol right now, uh, that impacts their offense tremendously. Those are the two key weapons for for Pat Mahomes. And so and the Patriots, Patriots play Buffalo, uh, and Buffalo's a team that's kind of just like us right now, where either they they could dominate a game or they could get walloped. Um, yeah. So I mean, the the one seed is is still in contention. Obviously, the 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 division is still still in contention. So. It's definitely not the end of the season. Yeah, one season on the outside looking in, obviously we have a better grasp on the uh, on the division, and I think that's everybody's focus at the moment. Um, but as you said, Chris, the Patriots had to play the Bills, who are, are desperate for a win right now. And the Chiefs, like you said, if, if Kelsey and Hill don't play, they're playing a, a, a Steelers team that's that wants to win the division. And the week after, they go on the road to Cincinnati, who also wants to win the division. So those are two games that are not – I wouldn't say gimme for the, for the Chiefs. Um, I know they're the hottest team in football right now, but – we saw them for the first six weeks of the season and they looked like shit. Um, so if they don't have their players at full strength, then, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's out the, the realm of possibility that they can't, you know, get upset at home. So we'll see. Um, other positives, I thought, Chris, you know, I was super excited as a Vandy fan to get Zach Cunningham. Um, yeah, as a tight dude. I mean, it's it's one of the guys I wanted the tights to draft when he was coming out. And, it and, and I think the really great thing about having a guy like Zach Cunningham is obviously he's uh, he's aggressive. He plays with instincts, and uh, with him starting next to Rashawn, who I think is probably playing some of his best football in two tone blue. Yeah, uh, those two out there, they're just they're they're playing aggressive. They're moving straight toward the ball. Um, Cunningham is, dude, I love Cunningham. Like, I, I loved him on the Texans. Uh, like, I, obviously, I know you're you're a huge Vandy fan and a huge Zach Cunningham fan from those days. 
uh, he was a guy that you and I talked about coming out of the draft that we both wanted. Um, so to, to see him out there already playing well, already fitting into the system, uh, he just feels like a variable guy through and through. Um, and, and I think that is going to work to our advantage tremendously. He looked good think, today, too. Yeah, he did. And I think, too, you know, if there's a chance the Titans don't bring back Rashawn and or Jayon. But if they do bring back one of them and you're able to sign Zach long-term if you want to, then you're looking at a future linebacking core of, Rash- say, just say Rashawn, if it's Rashawn Evans, David Long, Monty Rice, and Zach Cunningham, which is a stud linebacker room. Yeah, it really is. I think we kind of talked about it before, you know, before Zach. You know, what's the linebacker room look like next year? Is it just David Long and, and Monty Rice? But now that you kind of get a, you know, a guy that led the league in tackles for a season uh, back there for cheap. Um, and like you said, Brett, if you sign him long term, you, you kind of don't have to figure that position out in the offseason. So it's kind of a diamond in the rough that happened to him. It kind of fell in their lap. And I cannot believe no other team put a claim in for him. Yeah. I'm truly shocked. I think Zach said it himself in that first presser to the media saying, I, I can't believe I failed this far. So he's right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I like the idea of, of those two, Rashawn and, and Zach on early downs, but having, having a guy like Zach that can solidify your, you know, standing behind your D line on third down and having David Long back out there, uh, who we know can, can do some coverage and stuff like that. I'm anxious to see that. I, I wish David Long was healthy so bad, but uh, once, once the three of them plus Jayon are all able to, to kind of rotate that linebacker position. It's going to be interesting. So we talked about the defense. Um, even even the line had another good game. They Romo raved about them throughout the entire game. Let's switch it to the offense um, in the in the lackluster performance that is that right now. It's just it, it's it, it's hard to watch because we know this is not the the Titans offense we've watched the last two and a half seasons. Even the first what six weeks of the season, seven weeks of the season before Derek got hurt, um, it's complete opposite and. It's not the running game. That's that's the killer, man. It's the it's the passing game with Tannehill and the lack of weapons right now. So, lack you know, of weapons and and horrible pass protection. Yeah, same so protection too. I've seen a little bit of everything on Twitter this week. A lot of polls of what what's the what's the problem, and I would love to kind of get your y'all's take on it, and I'll chime in too about what do you actually think the issue is? Is it the pass protection? Is it Tannehill? Is it the lack of weapons, or is it the turnovers that that's holding this offense back right now? I mean, I think, you know, we hear it all the time in the NFL. It starts in the trenches, right? Everything starts in the trenches. Um, the The rate of play is is so quick because Tannehill has no time uh, to, to find his, his targets or for wide receivers to get open. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a major downfall that that Cody Hollister is, is having to play, you know, wide receiver one snaps out there. Um, but the fact that this – that that the pass protection is so bad. Uh, I believe David David Kessenberry leads the league in sacks given up for right tackles. Uh, it may be for offensive linemen, but I know it's for right tackles. Um, but it's just the the pass protection is so bad right now. I mean, it's some of the worst we've seen yeah. in a while. Um, maybe since since was it Mario's rookie year where he was absolutely getting killed every play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's bad, and it's crazy that these offensive linemen are so talented at run blocking and so horrible at pass protection. I think it's kind of a you're, – you're dead on, Chris, and I think you can throw in the factor of two of the lack of weapons, and I'm, and I'm not using that as an excuse, 
but I mean, it does have an effect on Tannehill. Obviously, I mean, I'm not going to say I know Tannehill's situation in and out that he had in Miami, but because I knew there were some tough years there, there were also some good years, but I don't know if he had this much thrown on him with this many guys out to where he's completely had to be 100% the guy no matter what. And I, because you don't forget just how to play quarterback overnight because the interceptions are a struggle, but half of those are tip balls and drops that are going to the defenders. So when people say that they're out on Tannehill, I'm not officially for that because I don't, it's not all on him. The protection is a problem. And I think the lack of weapons there, and I say when I say lack of weapons, Anthony Ferkser is not who we thought he was going to be. He is not even, I mean, he's not even a quarter of what we thought he was going to be. Yeah. And so they're kind of hoping that he could fill in that John role. If Anthony Ferkser had four or 500 yards receiving this year, maybe 350, 400, just let you know. I mean, that'd be fantastic. Five, six touchdowns, that's it. But, I mean, getting passed up by Jeff Swain, you've been passed up by Michael Pruitt, honestly, probably since you got since he got signed. And so that takes away from the play action one. Julio and A.J. being hurt hurts it even more. Westbrook's a good guy. I like Westbrook a lot, but he's not. he shouldn't be your number one option. He should be your number three option, which is what he was when the team is healthy. So it's just a combination of the lack of protection, like Chris said, and I think just – the chips just not falling into your lap, honestly. And and with Ferks here, the the weird part is that he was effectively tied in one uh, the the latter half of last season with Johnu primarily playing a run blocking role, or I'm sorry, a, a blocking role. Um, and his position coach is the offensive coordinator, so to to see his decline is really strange. Um, but he has been abysmal. They've they've gone away from play action a little bit too much. I think that's a, that was their bread and butter. And I understand you don't have AJ Brown out there or or Julio, but that has been the Titans' mo for 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 a few seasons now. And I feel like there's not been any um, any play action that it, it, it's it's just not, nothing's nothing's working on the offensive development, the passing game at least. Um, kind of going back to what you said. Brett, I mean, where's Michael been? I feel like he's had his flashes, and I, there's been there's been little to no Michael out there. I, I think I'd rather see Michael than a than a Ferkser at the moment. And even you know, you're Mister Reliable right now is Jeff Swain. That's what we're that's what we're doing this year, Jeff Swain. So Not I think ideal. no, I think I think Robinson's um, negligence of getting it tied in in the offseason is, is it's 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 showing now, um, and and. It, it's hard to Titans in a big way, but I think it does start with, like you said, Chris, in the trenches, the pass protection, you know, there was a right tackle that they drafted in the first round. that was going to fix this problem after Conklin left. Okay. That didn't, ha- that didn't work out. So then he goes, he doubles down to get the second round pick for a right tackle that hasn't panned out either. So now they're stuck with David Questenberry, who's one of the worst right tackles in football right now. And it's hurting the entire offense, bringing the entire offensive line down. It didn't help too that Saffold was out Sunday. Um, you still have you have a banged up Lawan, you have a banged up Ben Jones, you have a banged up Nate Davis because they're doing all they can week in and week out, and they're not they're barely finishing games. Um, so I salute those three guys for 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 playing their asses off. Um, but yeah, it just shit sucks. It's just Dude. it's not fun to watch. And then and like Questionberry is playing in a role that. He, one, shouldn't have to be playing, and two, is not used to playing that role, honestly. And so, I mean, the Dennis Kelly cutting is coming back to bite you. I think you could have worked out a contract there. Um, and Quest could have been that swing guy like he was for the last two or three years. Yeah. 
So there, there are a couple of mistakes that were made in the offseason that are now starting to show why they probably shouldn't have been made in the offseason. Sambrello retiring as well. I think we forget, forget about that yeah. sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's to, the, to his detriment that Ray Duns has been moved around, uh, tried at so many spots on this offensive line and not just focused on, on that right tackle spot. Um, I mean, I honestly, and, and I've said this in our text multiple times, like, could he, would he really be that much worse than what we're experiencing right now? I mean, it's got, it's got to be bad. I mean, he was like, active. He was active, and we got excited. We got excited for a second-round pick to be active first off in his rookie year. Yeah. And he was active on a offensive line that was completely depleted and still did not get in the game. When he did get that run of, of snaps at left guard, though, he looked fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was no worse than I would say Aaron Brewer was on right. Sunday. True. Um, I, I don't know if they're just – they're being hard on him to ensure that, like, his his future is okay. But it's weird how he's been handled. Um, I think it's I think it's a major knock on Keith Carter. Um, yeah. I think the whole offensive line is obviously a knock on Keith Carter. Um, but – the the handling of Ray Duns is is interesting and and I think personally I think it has been mishandled. It's kind of weird too because Taylor Lewan said the same thing when he when Keith Carter first came to the Titans. Said, hey, we didn't really get along at first. It, it took me a while to get used to it, to the system, to what he was wanting me to do. Then after that, after you know a year or so, whatever, I was I felt good, I felt comfortable. I kind of wonder if it's the same thing with Ray Duns with trying to understand what Keith Carter wants you to do is, I don't know if he's hard to, it doesn't seem like he's a hard guy to, to, to play with, but like Taylor Lewan said, you know, when Keith first got here and when I first got here, we butted heads and then we, you know, we worked it out. And Raiden's is, is not, doesn't seem like a guy who's going to butt heads with somebody, but it could be the same situation, not understanding what you want to be done and just trying to learn the system. I could be wrong, but it just, it's like you said, it's weird. I kind of agree with you, Chris, though. Is it, is it, is moving him around too much hurting him more than helping him? Um, I don't really know moving forward. I don't think any of us do. What position? What position does he play next year? Yeah. If he's playing, if he's starting. And, and, next and year. I've heard, I've heard guys like Jeff Schwartz talk about it. Like playing right guard and playing right tackle in the NFL, or it's it's like the the most different thing that you could you could imagine. Yeah. Uh, there's like no similarities with those two positions. That when you, I mean, they play right beside each other. You th- you would think it practically be the same thing, and it's not. Um, so the the fact that he's the fact, if that's the fact, and that's how it truly is, uh, then, then I think you're stunting, stunting him, uh, in, especially in such a formidable year of a, like a rookie year, you know. Thinking about the game Sunday too, the long ten minute drive, which was, I mean, it was it was executed greatly. Um, you know, there was no flashy longest plays. drive since two thousand three for the Titans. That's wild, and they only got three points off of it. Like, imagine if that's seven, I think we're talking about a different game, a different score. Like, you know, I think we're having a different podcast today. Um, yeah, that, that hurts. Is that, but, is that the same drive? Uh, I, did, I did want to talk about this, I th- and I think it's that drive, so it's a good segue into it. Uh, the Taylor Lewan hold, was that the same drive that moved us back 10 yards? I have to make a watch. I don't want to. I do want to. I do want to kind of credit Taylor there because I do think that was 100% the right play. Uh, he, he just got beat, and the guy had a had a beat on Tannehill and could have killed him. Um, but you know, Lewan held, grabbed him, and held, 
it, it sacrificed 10 yards, obviously, but it let us keep the down, so it stayed first and 20, uh, and he protected the quarterback. Uh, I think that was Lawan's first hold, either of the season or, or since he's been back. Uh, so to to have the, have the heads up to protect your quarterback and, and understand that, I, I thought that was a really smart play by Lawan. Uh, sucks that they lost 10 yards, but. For as much shit as he got after week one against Chandler Jones, he's having a, a, a quietly a, a solid season and kind of been one of the yeah. bright spots on the offense, surprisingly. Um, so that kind of brings me, so I hope that Taylor's back next year. Um, I know we talked about it I hope he's that. back. I hope he's back on Thursday because he's on the injury True. report with a back issue. True. True. Um, I wanted I wanted to, to share this with y'all. I don't know if uh, you saw this on Twitter. Um, Mike Herndon, our guy um, at Mike Miracles, uh, tweeted this out. It's the Titans' points per game by star availability. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I kind of go down the list because I think it is a little. It's it's, inter- it's interesting to me. Um, so with Julio, AJ, and Derek, they averaged twenty-seven points a game. It's right under twenty-seven points a game. With just AJ and Derek, thirty-five and a half points per game. With Julio and Derek, 25. With AJ and Julio, 28. With just Derek, 24. With just AJ, 18. With just Julio, 16 and a half. And with nobody, 13. It's rough, man. It's rough. What was the number with all three of them again that you mentioned first? 27. 27. 27, which would be almost top five in the league. So, and, and the fact that I had to give you eight different stats because there's been eight different games where something like this has happened, where it's been no Derek, or it's been no Julio, or it's been no AJ, yeah. or it's, I mean, the fact that this has happened eight times, or it's been nobody, or it's just Julio. I mean, it, it, it's insane that the three of these guys that we had so much hope for before the year, the, the, the graphic, who's stopping this offense, injuries are stopping this offense. It's exactly what is stopping this offense. Um, because they have barely played it together. There's been no chemistry throughout the season. And so that kind of reason my next point I want to talk about with you guys about Tannehill and how Der- Ryan has gotten so much shit these last couple of weeks for his poor performance, the turnovers, his interceptions throughout the year, the fumbles. Um, I, I don't – I really cannot blame this all on, on, on Ryan. And I know he has, he's regressed this season. Um but I blame it on the lack of weapons. I blame it on the pass protection. I don't think he's comfortable back there in the pocket. He, 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 he's, he's not doing the normal Ryan things like we've seen him do before. Um, and so I think a lot of people are, are already talking about moving off of him in 2022. Well, who's the next quarterback, guys? What, what are they going to do at quarterback? What, 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 you have a better option, Russell Wilson? No, because you, you can't trade for Russell Wilson. We have, the Titans have no capital. There's nothing you can really do. There's nothing they, they're not going to trade three first round picks for Russell Wilson, because I don't know if you watched the Seahawks lately, but they don't look very good in the last couple of years. Um, they've 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 regressed. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So what's he going to do with AJ Brown and and Julio Jones? Um, I just think that people need to pump the brakes on the whole Tannehill change of quarterback for 2022. That's just my take on it. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um, he's not going anywhere because of his contract next year to begin with. Um, but like you said, who who are you going to replace him with? You going to go try to grab Gardner Minshew? You want a quarterback in the, in the class? Have you seen who's coming out? Yeah, they're bad. I don't want Corral. I don't want 
St. Pat. No, I mean it's Brian not a good. It's not a good crop of quarterbacks awful, this year at all. Awful, but yeah, you're right, Chris. Um, I mean, unless you're unless you're gonna you know spend major bucks and try to trade for who Baker Mayfield, like yeah, I mean, right. I'm good. Yeah, like that. It's it's Tannehill. I mean, it's it's going to be Tannehill uh, for next season, and and who knows, maybe maybe another year until they. I, I, I think this is probably a team, and I've said this before, I think J-Rob's probably a GM that's going to prefer a veteran over a rookie. Um, I don't know that we'll ever, under J-Rob's tutelage, go first-round quarterback. I just uh, – unless it's unless we're in a great position to get one and and he just thinks he's a world beater. I, I don't know that J-Rob's that kind of guy. I think he probably prefers the vet route. Um and I, I think Tannehill provides the best opportunity right now. I think fans have a right to be frustrated. I think we all are that this this offense is barely putting up twenty points a game. But this is the did same you, guy. Did you happen to see the um, Bucks Saints game this past weekend? Though talk about. I it. mean, Tom Brady was in the exact same situation that Tannehill's put in right now. Talk about it. Questionable pass protection. Uh, his top three weapons were all off the field for the majority of the game. Uh, and he was abysmal, and Tom Brady's the greatest to ever do it. So if you if you, if you watch Tom Brady and he can't do it, and he's still putting up numbers to justify that he's the greatest ever, if he can't do it without his top three weapons and bad pass protection, who's to expect Tannehill to? One hundred percent. I don't know if you guys saw this too. Did you know that Tom Brady now is zero four against the Saints as the Bucks quarterback? It's weird, man. It's very weird. What is it about the Saints that he can't beat? It's very weird. It is weird. And that was without Sean Payton, too. Yeah. Yeah. And now the Bucks have a problem of they lost Fournette probably for the year. Godwin's out for the year. Evans is week to week. Levante Davis out for the year. Those Bucks yeah. Super Bowl future bets don't look as good as they did, you know, last week. And, no, and, no. and it's – Awful as it's been for us, at least the injuries occurred at a point where yeah. we're getting a lot of players back in time for sure. the playoffs. Sure. They're they're at the end of the season. These guys aren't going to be back. Godwin especially, but uh, who knows when when Fournette makes it back? You know. So it, it just I listened to the radio this morning on the way to work, and it just a lot of people were pissed off about Tannehill, and it's just you, I, I'm thinking, what do y'all want him to do? I mean, this guy is he he led the second ranked offense last season, and you want to get rid of him because he has nobody to play with. I mean, he, he's there's guys on the roster that were not on the on the team in October. And yeah, he's doing what he can with what he's got. So, and then just getting, you know, we keep here. I've seen them pop up on Twitter, the people saying, you know, Mariota was in the same situation and you put all the blame on him. No, he wasn't. Like, I would kill to have Kendall Wright, prime Kendall Wright on this team right now. Like, Fuck it's this. a bad situation. It is I absolutely – I mean, the fact that Julio can't get through a game with his hamstring, the fact that Cody Hollister is, is having to play wide receiver one snaps, like, it is a bad situation. I mean, the, the fact that, that Ferk hasn't, you know, played out as we expected. Um, the the fact that, you know, I, I, I thought Tommy Hudson could have could have made his way up the depth chart a little bit. He was playing yep. pretty well when he was getting snaps. He's he's had injuries. 
your fullback one has been has missed a ton of games in Corey Blossom game. Um, Darrington out for the season. I mean, Nichols. I mean, you got you got games. you got like, Dylan you got Dylan Cole playing extremely uh, high amounts of linebacker snaps, which is not what you before not this past week but before. Yeah. I, I really believe that a fully healthy off both sides of the ball. Like I'm thinking, I'm talking like Caleb Farley. Like both both sides yeah. of the ball, fully healthy all year long. <laughs> yeah, no team would want to fuck with the Titans. Dude, no, no. I agree. They, I, I agree. still think I, I think they have one loss. I think that Arizona loss. They win. You it. saw how you saw how they played when they were seventy percent healthy in the LA in the Rams Chiefs stretch. Hmm. Um, do y'all think we see Julio Jones back in twenty twenty two? Yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to. No so, way. Yeah, he's here. He's here for probably another two years. Yeah, I think so too. You think uh, – Like it or not. I hope, right I, hope, I hope he doesn't work out anything except that hamstring all offseason. <laughs> you think, yeah. you think I don't Rob's, care if he comes in overweight. Just work on that hamstring. You think J-Rob's in his pockets kind of trying to find that receipt? Yes. Like, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I give these guys Arthur? You, you, know, you want to take him back for that second-round pick? I think the Falcons yeah. – I, 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 I will say the, the thing – that Julio does still bring to the table, though, even when he's not getting targets, is is the defense has to account for him. Absolutely. Uh, which is which is still of of way more value than than some of these other wide receivers we're having to try out there. I, I think I'm more concerned with with when Julio's on the field, the lack of awareness to give him the ball than him not being out there at all. I just feel like he's not getting the targets he should be getting. Yeah, I mean, you talked about this be before. Getting. Like, <laughs> you've talked about this before. How no matter what. Rogers, Rogers knows how to scheme his receiver open, and and this team doesn't do that with AJ oh. or Julio. I see a lot of quick slants throughout the league. I watched a little bit of the Rams game earlier in Odell, and I get it. there's no receiver on the Titans like Odell Beckham, but it's the it's the point. It's the, it's the quick slant to get seven eight yards to pick up a first down, and the Titans don't do that nearly often as they should. I mean they're 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 short of the sticks every time they want a fucking first down, is what it feels like. Um, it's frustrating, but I think kind of move, talk, moving forward now, we can talk about the 49ers a little bit and, and kind of segue off the, off the Steelers game. I think I'm positive about Thursday night because this is a really good uh, 49ers team they're playing, um, but they're, com- they're coming cross-country on a short week in the cold. These are not their elements. This is not this – is, this is a perfect, you know, Titans – line up for perfect, a Titans win – um, I'm confident because I think they're still pissed off from Sunday. I think they, the Titans still have a bad taste in their mouth. I think they want to come out and, and, and be physical and, and score early and often. This, I mean, and this is a Titans team too that there's still not a game though that where I where I where I don't think they'll yeah where they're where they're gonna lose. Yeah, like like yeah. every week, like like three four years ago, you're like oh they're they're, they're not gonna win this weekend. Kind of like Jacksonville is now, but every single the Titans can obviously win every single game. So I'm not scared about that. And this Titans team, they talk about in the post-game press conference all the time about how they feed off of the energy inside Nissan Stadium and how much it means to them. And Nissan, the past couple of primetime games, has been very, very energetic. And I think it'll be the same way, too, because just like the team, the fans are hungry as well because they know the division is right there. They know one of the top two seeds is right there in the FC. So the fans are still going to show out. And like I said, the, the, the team talks about how much they love it. So Thursday night at home this late in the season, I, I think there's a good chance for a get-right game. 
seven years ago, we would be dying, you know, dying to talk about a nine and five team. Oh my gosh. We're being a little selfish right now, I think, and a little bit petty for, for talking about the, the negatives. And there's been a lot of positives this season through, I mean, even with, through the negatives, uh, the injuries and whatnot, the turnovers, the lackluster performances. Uh, but to be nine and five at top of the division, you still have a chance at, at the one seed. I mean, there's a lot to be. And you hold the and you you hold the tiebreaker over the current yeah. number one seed right now, anyways. The cards are in your hand, and especially, uh, no pun intended, the the Colts who play the cards Sunday, <laughs> a Titans win Thursday night, and a Cardinals win. Who are hungry? It's kind of the same position as the Titans right now. Pissed off that they just got embarrassed by the Lions. They'll want to come home and play really well and be be a good Colts team. I think I think that might be on Saturday, so it could be an early. You're right, Christmas, Christmas night. Christmas Saturday. Yeah. Christmas, yeah, it'd be a great Christmas present to, to, to lock up the division Saturday night. It'd be amazing. Um, so we are we are probably going into this game without Elijah Molden uh, at, at Nickelback. He's on the COVID list. Uh, doubt he's able to to make two back to back negative Possibly. tests, considering it's already Tuesday, but. Um, Hopefully, possi- possibility of getting Chris Jackson back, back, which is really good. He can step into that nickelback role immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, possibility of light. getting AJ back. Possibility. That's the positive. We have not even talked about that yet. But, yeah, AJ, uh, AJ Brown activated, designated to return. Practiced, practiced on Tuesday. Huge. Um, it'll be interesting if, if he's able to come back on a short week like this. Um but I think if, if he looks like he's ready, I, I don't think Vrabel will be um, worried about pulling, you know, making that call and getting him active on game day. No, no way. It's crazy to think about that we've missed AJ more than we've missed Derek. And I thought I would never yeah. say that. Yeah. But they miss AJ I mean, Brown so much. J-Rob did a, a very good job of, of, of bringing back Foreman and, and finding Hilliard. Um, they have they have really you know created this. Obviously, McNichols is still playing too, but he was playing with Derek. But those two have kind of created this two headed monster that that's able to to fill some of that gap um, that that Derek left. So nobody stepped up in AJ's place. Uh, that's, nobody. It's rough. But I mean, with a there wasn't a whole lot to work with behind AJ. I, I mean, the injuries have have caused a, a huge issue, but. Um, you know, you lose but, Marcus Johnson, you lose. I mean, let, let's look at it this way what NFL team can lose one wide receiver one, two, and three and be decent? Four, I think, like, too. Yeah, yeah, you're, so, you're right, 100%. It's uh, I'll be interested to see if Golden Tate's active on Thursday. Yeah, what's up with that, man? That's weird, man. That's weird to me. I think I thought he would be activated by now, especially like, with all the injuries. If he if he's not activated by now, when's he going to be? And if if he's not going to be this week, why haven't you just cut him yet? What are you what are you waiting on? It's a weird situation. A lot of, I, don't I saw that he liked the tweet about playing and being activated, so I think he's kind of waiting. Kind of a weird situation altogether. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, kind of go back to your just last point, Chris, about um, Molden. Uh, possibly Lawan didn't practice. David Long didn't practice again. I think you're going to see him more, hopefully, by the Dolphins game. But if not, the Texans game for sure. He's got to be back by then. You would think so. I mean, it's eight weeks. Um, 
of of no ball. So. It's weird. Kind of like the Sean Evans situation. You would think that they would just put him on the IR real quick and let him back, but right. could have been an injury that they thought he would come back quicker from too. So let's see. So did you guys vote for the Pro Bowl? Retweeted. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy how they do that now. Seriously, yeah, I think it's pretty it's cool. cool. Um, well, the Titans will have some Pro Bowlers this year, which is exciting. Um, they're gonna have at least three. Uh, but the fans' vote is just one-third of the total vote. Players and coaches account for the other two-thirds. Um, but we know for sure the guys that finished first at their position, Kevin Byard. Deservingly so. No doubt. will be an all-pro this season. Shout out, middle maid. Um, Morgan Cox? He's a baller. He's a baller. Space, dude. Isn't that wild, Morgan Cox? Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, let, me, let me back up, finishing second. So, Kevin's the only the one that finished first. But when you finish second, you're still most likely going to – you're going to the Pro Bowl, no doubt. Yep. Um, Jeffrey Simmons and, – and, and that's first in the AFC, too. Correct. Yeah, because Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald was the, uh, the NFC. So, Jeff Simmons, Morgan Cox, I think you're right about that, too. I think he's first in the AFC. And then Ola. Ola Dine. He's Good nice. Oh, yeah, he is. He's real nice. He's 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 really brought uh, the special teams to life this year. Uh, and he's, obviously, we've seen him, him make some significant plays on defense too, for sure. And then uh, ranking third among linebackers in the position was Harold Landry, so he'll be in the Pro Bowl too. So that's four. And so, I, I, Chris, I don't know if I had a prediction for the season. I, th- I know I did last season, uh, but dude, I, I'll take four all day. And it, I mean, the Titans, I think would you know Derek would be your fifth if he's healthy, but. Does uh, the the final list comes out Wednesday night? Correct. Correct. So we'll find out more then. Yeah. But hey, four's a, four's a good number, I think. And they're all on the, on the opposite uh, side of the ball from what the, from what we thought they were going to be on. Correct. So Austin, your prediction for the year was six Titans Pro Bowlers. Mm. And and obviously it probably AJ if healthy all season. Oh, I think yep. yeah. AJ probably Derek, Derek if healthy all season. And probably Tannehill, too. I know for sure. If we go back and listen to it, I know for sure I would have said Kevin, Harold, and Jeffrey. I would not have said Morgan Cox or Ola. (laughs) But Uh, probably Brett Kern, too. Kern, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, all right, to wrap it up, Titans are home underdogs. Yeah. Thursday. So, I think that's something else to to think about when, you know, if if you're a betting person like like myself. Home dogs with the with the team coming across country in a short week. I would say lay some money on the Titans for sure, uh, at least to cover. They're right now at the three and a half, so I bet the number moves down a little bit to about one and a half, two before kickoff. But um, I'm excited. I'm going. Chris is going. Brett, going. Well, I'll be there. Oh, we got to yes, be sir. there. We got to get a pick. 100. percent Let's do it. That'd be dope. Um, all right, before we wrap up, let's get some ball predictions in. Um, let's go with zero turnovers from the Titans. <laughs> that's, that's a hot take, Brett. <laughs> that might be the boldest hot take. Zero turnovers from the Titans, and this time they'll have more passing yards than they will rushing yards. I like it. And win the game. That's a hot take. Chris? Tannehill, three passing touchdowns. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Defense has two turnovers. I like it. Two, two, two turnovers from the defense. Adoy, hey, Adoy Jackson kick return, you think? No, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm not I can't I can't I can't use that again until I actually feel confident in returning. Chester Rogers yeah, is somebody I'm not confident in. Even though he did have a good return uh Sunday. Yeah, 55 yard punt return. Solid return. But yeah, no, no Dory action. Um, all right, boys. Well, still a lot of ball left. Nothing to get put your heads down about yet. So we'll keep it going. Obi one Janobi. Hope I got your Twitter name right. We appreciate you calling us out. And hopefully this podcast is good luck and they come out and, and uh, get a dub. Obi John Kenobi. That's close. Especially since we're all going to be in the house. That's right. That's like, that's like double luck. I think it's yeah. first, yeah. first time. Has that happened before? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, haven't been to a game since, I haven't been to a game since pre-COVID. So. Yeah. We'll all be there. That's sick. All right. Yeah. For Brett Bassler, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Essel. We appreciate you listening to the Second of Victory podcast. Get us on Twitter at Second Victory. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.